A poem is a small machine made of words. William Carlos Williams. Welcome to the Small Machine Talks, exploring the poetry scene of Central Canada and beyond with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. Hi, uh, welcome to the Small Machine Talks, episode 24. Wow. Uh, yeah, episode 24. We're, we're back after a bit of a break. Uh, welcome mm. back, Aaron. Uh, welcome back, Amanda. Thanks. Yeah, October was a really hectic month. So, uh, mm. so we're, com- we're, we're, we're coming, we're just getting used to remembering how to do the podcast again. <laughs> we, I've forgotten completely. So if things go awry, you, you can, you, you know, blame my memory. Yes, I, I will for sure. Okay. So, uh, so where do we start? Yeah, lots. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot has happened and a lot hasn't happened at the same time in, in the past, you know, six weeks or however long it's been since we laughed on a podcast. But yeah. we've both been on the road. That's um, right. Your road trip was a bit more literary than mine. Well, in, in, at least you're performing. I wasn't doing that. So, Right. Yeah, so you were in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. I went to Toronto for the International Festival of Authors, which is a ten-day, uh, a ten-day uh, writers' festival that um, I think they have. They invite over two hundred writers from all over the world. I was one of the lucky writers to get invited, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I they treat us like uh, celebrities. I wrote already a lot about this, both on Facebook and on my on my blog, but. Uh, I, I, it was just a lot of fun. And I also did things outside of the festival. I actually had time to attend a couple of events in Toronto as well, a couple oh, yeah. of poetry events. So I went to um, uh, the new location of Knife Fork Book, which is Darkside Studios. Yeah. How, how close is it to the old location? Um, I wasn't, I've never been to the old location, oh, it's but it's Kensi- also... Old one's yeah, in Kensington Market. Same, same. Oh, so I think I heard it's just like down the street. I mean, everything okay. in Kensington Market is close. Very, so, yeah, And it was, it was a lovely... Uh, Venue. It's upstairs, and it's inside. The Dark Side Studios is a dance uh, studio, so it's got cool. hardwood floors. And I had the chance to to uh, meet and enjoy Kirby, so that was a real pleasure. Yes. He's he's lovely, and the yes. bookstore is terrific. Like I didn't, I couldn't spend money on books because I actually I, it wasn't so much money as as I couldn't take a lot of books for right. my train my suitcase. So, um, but then later on, I went to the Trinity College used book sale. So you know, <laughs> but I did not take a big carton of books. But that was good. And the three readers were Spencer Gordon, Owain oh, yeah. Nicholson, and David Alexander. It was a night, a Nightwood um, um, cool. books. And that was, they were all great. It was a really fun thing. I, I was there. I, I had a number of friends there that I know. Uh, so it was, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And where was the, the, your reading that you did? Uh, International Festival of Authors takes place at Harborfront, so it was right okay. uh, right by the water, and, and they have a, a Harborfront Center has a couple of different buildings. They're all named the same, but they have little other names inside. So there, it was all t- in this studio theater, and I read one on one day, but I read two di- at two different events. Okay. One was a, a um, interview um, and a reading with a. a, a American writer named Chantal Acevedo, who wrote fiction, and the interview was with uh, Now Magazine's Susan Cole. Okay. And that was the first time I've ever done a, a Q&A where I've been on the receiving end, so <laughs> uh, like a live one. I was really, I thought, oh, I'm going to say something really terrible or st- stupid or who knows what. But no, in fact, I, I, I it was all right. And Susan made us feel calm. And also the, the, the volunteers and the staff are so friendly and helpful. Well, like here we have good volunteers and staff for our festivals, too. Uh, I don't know. There's something about people who do that kind of work that they just. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it was really nice. I, I, I've, I've been telling people this. We actually had um, those of us who were reading had handlers, so that was fun. Like because we had to go from we had to go backstage and then we had to go afterwards to ha- sign autographs at the right. autograph tables and then out to the next event and stuff. So they were making sure we all you know got they were they were hurting us like you can't. It's hard to do with poets and cats, right? right? But they were. So did you find your experience being on the queue side of things? Uh, help you at all for being yeah. on the A side. Oh, definitely. And also the fact that I've I've attended so many events like Writers Festival oh. events. Mm-hmm. So I even though they're the festivals have a difference to there's a lot of similarities to the way they do things. Like for instance when you I know this um and I didn't really have to have it explained, but you you go you read at the podium and then you go and you sit down after like that's that's how it works. So and the other part is you like you have I, the thing I was 
scared about was they give you a headpiece. So you have like a Janet Jackson right. style microphone in your, <laughs> you know, like sort of Our thing. headpiece is now associated with Janet Jackson? Well, I, I, that's what I think of when I, I think of like really? musicians who dance around and stuff like that. Because it's got, although this one has a cord and stuff, it plugs into the, okay. like there's some, there's a, an outlet that plugs into when you sit down. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to mess that up for sure too. But no, I was fine. And, and even for the, the, the questions, I was, I was nervous. So I was like trying to, because I was reading from Kiki, which was published in 2014. Yep. And I was afraid that, I mean, all the research that I'd done, because Kiki is a, a living or was a historical figure, she's not alive now, but uh, I was afraid I wouldn't remember things. So I was re beforehand, like for the month of October, I was rereading some of the books that I'd read initially on her and 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 but I, I said to the the host I, I was I had written in my book the dates of the first and second world war for some reason thinking it was like some kind of comprehensive exam and I was going to be asked like these questions but no she asked great questions and I had also read uh, Chantal's book The Living Infinite which is about a Spanish princess uh, during the turn of the century who uh, goes from Spain to Cuba and also Chicago and is writing her own memoir about how sort of the problems with the Spanish royalty and it's uh, so that in some ways the characters mine and hers had something in common and mm -hmm. we were able to talk to each other and you know I was relaxing I was just myself I didn't have to be any anything but myself and uh, speaking of being yourself well, we should have said this off the top but uh I might be mumbling today because sometimes a glass is in front of my lips because we're celebrating oh yeah uh the eighth anniversary of uh your life I remember uh when that happened uh I had only I know you, you didn't for know a me that well then yeah. not very well no. but I, I I knew you enough to be on and I remember someone sent an email around saying we should get some cards together for Amanda she's in the hospital I forget yeah. who or what came of it but uh, I knew you well enough for that it doesn't feel like eight years ago. It feels like it, it, two things. It feels like I never, I was never sick, and it feels like it could have been yesterday in some way. So really? it's time does weird things when you go yeah. through a trauma. I think, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, this yeah, is great. So yeah. we, we've got we've got a little lag of wool in here. So cheers, please please have a toast of whatever libation you like: a mm -hmm. soft drink, water, also, scotch. Email lag of wool, maybe they can sponsor us. Oh yeah, we're always after the lag of wool and sponsorship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that thank you very much. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. The other event I went to, um, it, also in um, also in Kensington Market that night, the same night as Knife Fort Book was at Grossman's Tavern, mm -hmm. and it was uh, Invisible Publishing was launching E. Martin Nolan's Still Point, a book of poetry that sort right. of uh, or surrounds disasters, especially Katrina in New Orleans. And Jillian uh, Wigmore, who's also a poet, was launching her novel Glory, and uh, that was really fun. And I've said it, I've said it on my blog, but it was a bit like um, like what I imagine readings would have been like in the seventies at you know in, mm -hmm. in in Toronto at um, what's that place called? The Bohemian something where Gwen, Gwendolyn McEwen and all those people read. It just had that vibe. There was a band. Uh -huh. There was a um, jazz band and Ted actually... Um, he um, performed one of his poems with the backup of the band. Uh, Jill sang. It was it was really fun. And I, again, I got a chance to talk to and meet a lot of the people from Toronto that I've kind of only talked to, say on Facebook or right. something before. So that was yeah, that's fun. That's always nice. Yeah. yeah, and they all they all know me for my my weird candid comments <laughs> online. So and everyone was very sweet, actually very sweet to me. So that was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed that. And and at the festival itself, there were several events that I I loved. One was the basement review which combined mm -hmm. music and literature and we, we've talked about it on the podcast yeah, yeah. before they have their own podcast and they're actually coming to ottawa in december to do an event a lot of indigenous music uh, new constellation it's a it's all across canada and yeah. so they're going to be indigenous music and literature i think on december 8th at the bronson center so oh, i'll cool. be there charles and i will be there so i'm sure we'll have the links yes. <laughs> not to put more work on you that's right i will add i will add links sure, amanda will add links yes Yes, that's, that's a very hard task to add links. It's, it's not and a problem. Didn't Invisible Publishing, didn't they win something recently or were nominated? Yes, they, they um, that's right. They just won, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I've just, either, oh, now now I, I'm on the spot. We'll put I, the links. We'll, we'll put <laughs> up the, the links, links to, to all the, the great things they've done. I think, they, I think they're up for a Giller for um, something big. Michelle Winter's novel, is that right? I and I don't know. That I'm not sure about, but um, But I remember it being something big and being like, oh, invisible. Yeah, no, it's great. That, yeah. It's great to see a small publisher get uh, attention that they that they deserve. So that's that's fun. Yeah, and uh, so that um, and then 
so that that was my on the road trip. What about your your trip out of well, town? Well, my trip out of town was a bit longer and a bit less literary. I was gone for sixteen days, and I did. Oh, that's a long time. I managed to be get into six countries in those sixteen days. Seven, I guess, if you include Canada. Um, <laughs> are we a country? Oh, we are. That's right. <laughs> but I wasn't really visiting here, you know. Um, I would say um, traveling a lot is exhausting. When you're yeah. when you're on the go all the time and you're sleeping in hostels most of the time, it's um, you know there's a recognition of 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 our bodies as we get older when we do things like that, or at least for me. Um, I would say, from a literary perspective, the place that struck me the most was uh, Belfast, um, and there was there's like a a space in there. I think it's called Writers Square, or it's inside Cathedral Square, and there's like a Writers Corner or something. I'm not really sure, but anyway, there's like little pieces of pavement with the poetry lines inscribed in it by by some famous poets. Wow, um, that sounds neat. <laughs> and it was some good lines too. And a lot of it's about um, the, the turmoil that, that's been in that area for um, over, over the years. And you can yeah. kind of see it when you're when you're looking at the architecture there compared to other places in Europe. It's uh, more hodgepodge. It looks like it. Um, it's been things have been added to it over over time. And um, there is. I felt like I can't really give too many examples of why I felt this way but I felt like there was a working class atmosphere there there's a lot of energy there that um, wasn't necessarily present in some of the other capitals or bigger cities that I that I uh, that I had been to and I found it very um, I found it inspiring not in the sense that I was like oh I really want to live in Belfast I just think it's so beautiful and I love it not that it was ugly or anything either but I felt there was like a visceral energy there that was um more so than a lot of the other places, or probably mm. all of the other places that I that I had been to. The other places were they were they all English speaking places, or were no. they different? Yeah, so uh, you. Well, everyone. This is the I, I recognize when I was traveling as well the privilege of growing up being English speaking because every even though I went to Sweden and Denmark, they still everyone can were able almost to. everyone can speak English or at least speak enough English to, to your, communicate. Your Swedish and Danish might be a little yeah, weak. Exactly, but um, <laughs> we don't have that here, so. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, that was it made it makes traveling a lot easier. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was the other cities uh, seemed a bit more like, um, for example, my favorite city was probably Copenhagen. But it's it was so nice and so peaceful and so like livable that I I almost wonder if cities like that where things seem to be like going pretty good it doesn't have the same energy of um, uh, the same artistic energy because in hmm. a place where there's strife perhaps where 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 we feed off of it and and have that that uh, urge or desire or need to create that's that's a you know yeah I don't know much about Copen Copenhagen at all so mm-hmm. a lot but, of bikes yeah well, that's more good. bikes than people. A lot of times in Europe, I find that they do seem to, um, you know, there's a lot of places where the bike is really um, favored, a favorite, yep. and that's good. Well, a lot of times you have um, such, like in cities where there's a lot of transportation mm-hmm. issues and stuff too. Well, so you're so you're back and you're over your jet lag. And, uh, well, I wouldn't say quite. I'm still waking up uh, a lot of days before 5.30 and I'm used to getting up around 7.30. So. Well, plus we had this stupid time change as well. Yeah, the time, I had pointless. two time changes. There was, a, there was one when I was in Europe, which yeah. I, I guess it's two weeks earlier there for some reason. I'm not really sure it why. It used to be earlier here and then they, they synced yeah. ours to, to, <laughs> to make it like the States. Right. As with everything, right? Yeah, yuck. <laughs> yeah, so the trip was the trip was good. There was um, there's a lot to see. As far as events that I've been to, I haven't been to too many, partially because of that, partially because getting used to a full time work schedule and, and all that entails yeah. it makes it a little harder. And too. and coming off the jet lag as well. Yeah, I'm starting to get used to it now though, and learning how to prioritize again. But I went to a little while ago now, but, but since our last podcast, there was the third anniversary show at, at Sawdust. Yeah, uh, I missed that. Oh, was, but the main feature was. Um, Jamal Jackson Rogers, we've had as a guest on the podcast before. Yeah, a our wonderful of, interview with Jamal. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a number of uh, past contest winners like Connie Clayton that that performed, and so that was enjoyable. And I went to um, not a not a literary event, but I'll throw you one. Or sorry, not a poetry event, but I'll throw you one non-poetry event. I went to the Fresh Meat Theater Festival, which is a two-week-long. Um, small-ish theater festival. Well, I say small. It's it's not like it's at you know the GCTC, but it's you know the, the packed house every night of seventy or so people, whatever That's their, their good capacity for, is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's uh, two weekends. 
or I think each weekend they have is four days and each weekend has um, five different shows that are all 20 minutes on this in a small stage and they go one after another and um, yeah it's uh, like a lot of energy in that room there's a bar on site um, a little bit different than a lot of the other theater that I've been to, like very different than like going to the NAC, for example. Yeah, and a little less formal, right? The, yeah, and, less I, formal. and I think people that aren't involved in like, say, the theater community, we have a, if we don't go to very many theater events, we have a certain idea about what theater is. And it's very yeah. big and it's very grandiose and it's very fancy. But for the people involved in the no, theater scene, I think it's more like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm sure the same the same uh, dichotomy exists for for poetry events where people aren't used to going to oh, what yeah. they think of them. People have a lot of we 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 unless we've attended something we don't. That's one one of the reasons why I like to before I used to blog about literary events to give people who had never gone a chance to understand yep. how does it work, you know? Do and and just like. When do I have to get there? You know, how far ahead yeah. do I have to? And I was like, well, it depends on the series, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and who's running it and all that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but yeah, theater is a is you know, it's a whole world in Ottawa that um, that uh, I don't know much about. But I'm always I'm always um, wishing that I had time as much time to devote to the theater mm -hmm. and well and music actually as I as I devote to going to literary events because there's just a lot of interesting stuff going on and a lot of people I know are involved in theater so yeah and one of the things that I found the first play that went on was a was a one person um, monologue basically and I'm thinking in my head the whole time just with the language that the that the woman was using and, and the way it was written I'm like this is I'm not really sure what the line is between theater and poetry yeah well, but there's a lot of time it's it's yeah. this, this you could have you could have done that at a poetry event and someone has been like wow that was really really well performed poetry yeah I think I think that the, the line is often blurry between genres and that those two especially mm -hmm. um someone uh, once uh basically talked about I I tried to I wrote a draft uh, play once but it was it was very expository someone mm -hmm. found so I guess that is sometimes uh but I mean monologues you know mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know mm -hmm. I don't know yeah I, I think I, I actually I'm working on something now that is kind of two different voices and it does feel a little bit they're not really speaking to each other but it does feel a little bit like it's got elements of uh, the theatricality right. in it you know so right. uh and there's there was another one that had like subtitles in the like on a projector and behind the people and so it's like mixed media is involved there too and there's another one there was no words so it's like performance art like it's all and when you th when you think about it these 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 boundaries you place on these artistic mediums are you know so blurry and i think the further we go along in time the more the more blurry they can become yeah a lot of times it's it's because of having to categorize for things like um so, you know marketing and selling yeah. and or just the communities that you're used to being a part of yeah what you're used to that's it yeah that's true and yeah i um um when you were talking about travel i should mention that i i read at the inwards reading uh, launch of their issue 17.2 which was uh, 17.1 sorry i've just <laughs> advance them one it's a time change think of it that way but uh yeah so they they um it, it was a travel issue actually which i should have brought out well, we, but, uh, we actually planned it because we we're going to talk about travel and the word travel it would come back to uh the travel issue there you we're go we're just very uh we're just very on the ball that's here. right exactly <laughs> we were we, the segue is apt but uh, yeah so that was it was a nice experience um i read ian martin uh, Connie Clayton and I'm sorry I've forgotten the other person's oh, we name. Forget we usually person. forget three, a, yeah. 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 But it was so George. I think his name was George Malloy, but I, I could be getting his name completely wrong. But anyway, it was something like that, <laughs> and it was good to hear him because he was. I think he's is very new to to reading in public and sharing his work, and he's got a chapbook coming out with Inwards. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, uh, I think sometime in the new year. So cool. it was, and it was at the Fox and Feather, and, and it was yeah. it was a lovely event. I liked that. Yeah, it was where fun. did where did you you guys do the read was it upstairs upstairs in the the highest i went the loft i think which is the one at the very top of all that crazy rabbit warren of places and it was it was a good it was i mean uh a good spot for it i thought is yeah. it different from where the verse fest after party nights were is it uh yes yeah, it's, it's it's a, a higher like the ver I didn't know there yeah. was a higher one yeah it's really weird in there they did a bunch of renovation uh a number of years ago and the writers festival has held events up there too so I think okay. it was just a slightly different, a little bit higher of a spot. I mean, so yeah, that was it. Was it was fun? It was it wasn't hugely attended, but I, everyone that was there was uh, you know uh, 
uh, very attentive, and uh, you know, it was it was it was nice. It was always nice to read. I read some new works, so that was. Fun. I don't like to read the same stuff again. Yes. I remember that. I and I told I'm, that about eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. I haven't changed that. And the thing is, like for for my book for Kiki, I've had to read that a lot. Right. So I don't. And that was in when I read last in Toronto. That's the last time I intend to read from Kiki. So, mm. so I'm hoping maybe something a new book might come out. But I've, in the meantime, I've had plenty of chapbooks that I can yes, work from. So there's yes, no. I think you have one coming up soon as well. Yeah, I do. We can talk about that in the in the. Oh, in the, perfect. Uh, well, that's a <laughs> teaser. I have a chapbook coming out. If you if you stay listening to the podcast for a little while longer you might find out what it is and where it's being launched <laughs> stay tuned um one last event we both were at we were both at event at, at the poor boy just uh, the other day with uh, sarah mcdonnell aaron tucker and ted nolan again from toronto and sarah kabamba so and sarah uh, kabamba i've never heard before so aaron i've actually never heard read before either but mm. um i should have the details of all their different things they read from but of course i don't aaron's was this book about uh, to do with chess and it was pretty cool i thought that was really fun i really enjoyed it like computerized things yeah in it too yeah yeah it was basically a sort of a, sort of a combination of kind of seemed like like found poetry in a way because it was a computer program that um turned chess moves into into words or something yeah. like that so That's no, it's done. And, and they're basically Marcel Duchamp's uh, various games that he'd played. It was dealing with that as well and some visual poems. And they're it was well, really fun. You know, um, coming, uh, segueing, mm -hmm. one of the museums I went to in Stockholm, there was a whole room of Marcel Duchamp's work. But the interesting wow. thing about Duchamp is that a lot of his stuff is ready-made and he doesn't mm -hmm. actually... He had the idea, for example, for the urinal on its side, but then all these museums, they don't have the original urinal. Other people just do it, then he just signs off on it. So Isn't that it was an entire room of of someone else's work mimicking Duchamp's and him signing off on it, and it's in, you know, a whole room dedicated to it in a major city's uh, art gallery. That's pretty cool, actually. It is pretty cool. It's also yeah. kind of like, really? Yeah, really. Is this <laughs> it's not art? Even, it's not that well, he did, is it art, but it's just like, it's not, is this really Duchamp's? It's, I guess it's his idea. It's, it's like, did he copyright, uh, you know, putting the urinal in, a, in, 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 in out of context or something? Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? It's, uh, it's, it, so, is in, it is interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that for sure. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, he, he was an interesting uh, person and that time and was... he's a great chess player, top five in France at one point, I learned. Well, I learned that the other uh, the mm. other night. And for some reason, I, th I may have heard that, but I, it's sort of not being a person who knows much about chess. Mm. The other thing Aaron did is he he printed these 3D chess pieces. So if you bought the yeah, book, you got it. Cool. Yeah. I have one, actually. I got I got a knight. Apparently, the knights were were almost uh, gone. So I got I got a knight with my book. And and, and Ted's book, uh, Still Point, was also quite... It was They were very different to style. Yeah, so that was very interesting to read. Like I would say, Ted's was a, was more of a lyrical, yep. uh, and I enjoyed. He reads very clearly. Yeah, yeah. He so that, that I heard, just heard him at Grossman's too. So now I feel like I'm almost a stalker. I've <laughs> seen. And also, Ted is is married to the wonderful Katrina Wright, who used to live here, and yes. I got a chance to talk to briefly at the event. And uh, it's always great to see her. She she's involved in in small press world, and also her own writing is is magnificent. So it was fun yeah. to see her. And it's. Uh... Ted grew up in Detroit, which is um, atta attached Windsor. to Windsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's and it's always something that um, I, I I rarely come across anyone from that that area writing. Um, but when I do, it's um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's definitely a different connection that I have than than I would what I would have with people who haven't necessarily come from there or, or been there before. That makes sense. And, yeah. and when I was there growing up, I was always you know planning my escape basically. Right? Of course. I was, it was almost I was almost ashamed of, of where I grew up. Uh -huh. um, and, and it makes me think. Well, it's something that maybe you should you should maybe embrace as a, something that is you know unique because there aren't a lot of many people there aren't very many people that have that have come out of that area in our in our writing poetry so i feel like uh, windsor has a fair number of people it surprises me how many people are in the literary world that are, are from windsor or yeah? yeah like there's more and more um and maybe they're all coming here maybe that's why <laughs> no but i mean i mean i've 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 been in two publications out of out of Windsor, Rampike and the Windsor Review, mm -hmm. and that's two two magazines. Rampike is no longer in yep. existence, but two magazines out of one city isn't bad. <laughs> it's a small that's city. True. And then there's Biblioasis is there, and yep. you know, and there's uh, the U the U of Windsor has has seemed to be a lot of people who come out of those programs. They do have a good creative writing program. There. Faisal Dean was there too yep, at one point. Was. Nicole Marcotic, I know from there, and and Joseph Labine, who's now living here doing. Uh, uh, some I guess I don't know whether it's PhD or some graduate program at Ottawa. So more and more people are sort of coming out of the woodwork. There's you and so yeah. 
Listen, and uh, people like Gustave Morin, still there in Windsor, doing interesting concrete poetry and interesting stuff can be done in Windsor. Yep. So that's... and we'll talk a little bit more about Windsor in uh, the next section. Well, there you go, and more another teaser. So <laughs> there you go. You could you can take soon. You'll take a break, and we'll uh, do that. So. Uh... Yeah. Any other events that you uh, want to talk about? No, that was it. That was the that was the transition transition uh, phrase. Transition to <laughs> the next section. The next section. Oh, so we're going to talk th- talk about news now. Is that the plan? I think we're going to take a break. Oh, we're taking a break. All right, another teaser. First, we're taking a break, and then we're going to give you the news, which little news that we have. We will give you after. And we'll the break. also talk about current reads. And current reads. Stay tuned after a small message from nobody's sponsor. Lagavulin would fit in very nicely here. No Lagavulin. Okay. So I believe we have um, well one. I, I see one news item on the list. What about you? One, but I mean, I'm sure there must be other things we're supposed to be talking about. Right. But uh, if, if, if we're supposed to be talking about anything the, at all. The podcast director just uh, hasn't uh, mentioned it to us what we're supposed to be talking about. So. That's right. Whoever the director may be, <laughs> they haven't chimed in. So uh, the CBC Poetry Prize long yeah, list came, came out. out a few days and ago, uh, one of the things that was quite lovely was to see a number of Ottawa area yeah. poets, not yeah. me, but other people like Rob McLennan and Claudia mm-hmm. Cotu Radmore, also Una McDonald in, in Wakefield. And there were a couple of others Sarah too. Sarah Cambamba, who uh, yes, right we at, just uh, mentioned, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well. congratulations to them and everyone who made the short list. And the judge is Gary Barwin, who uh, is uh, is uh, as a friend uh, of, um, well, Angel House Press has published him, and we, he's a good friend. So I, I'm glad to see that he's uh, he's making good choices and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's also the Governor General Awards. Um, I don't have the names handy, but one of the one of the things that I'm excited about, I guess I do remember, is that um, Juana Avasila Shoe is is has won the translation oh, yeah. award for Readopolis. Uh, uh, Bertrand La Verdure uh, uh, is wrote it, and it's a, it's a novel, and it's a book thug book. So I'm 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 very That's happy cool. to see them, uh, book thug doing uh, well, uh, getting another Governor General's award. Yeah. They had one before for Phil Hall's Killdeer. Right. What's it called? Killdeer. Yeah, I, that's a book of his. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if that one or not. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that won. Yeah, so nice yeah. to see that. Oh, the other thing, I guess Book Thug is uh, is uh, going through a name change right yeah. now. That's other news because I guess the term thug in the States is a racist term, it turns out. So for some reason, uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, is that now they're going to be changing their name and they're going through a process of dealing with that. I just hope have it's not book hug. I, I just hope that's all I don't. <laughs> have they announced please the name Please don't know. But what they're doing, they we're doing right now is very clever. They've got book uh, asterisk hug to sort of like be, you know, oh, okay. so that's cute. That's a yeah. nice, almost a Vizpo kind of thing to do. But I just, please, I beg of you, Jay and Hazel, do not go with book hug. I would support please. book hug. You would? Yeah. Blah, that's why? Cute. Oh, good God. You want poetry to be cute? Sometimes, <laughs> if you're in a cute mood. Uh, I, I'd rather it be acute than cute. But you're, you know, I mean, I don't like to make absolutes either. I, someone said to me recently, but I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> no, but it's not my decision. I, I'm not, it's not up to me. And I will, no, I will not. accept and purchase books from whatever the name of Book Thug is. Speaking of Book Thug, you yes. have a current read. I do, Yes. I um, had the fortune of receiving in the mail recently, The Truth is Told Better This Way, poems by Liz Worth. And Liz Worth is someone I've, uh, Angel House Press has published uh, in Experiment O. In fact, one of the poems in this book, um, I think it's Seeds of the Moon. I'm not sure because the title is, is in one of the Irish issues of Experiment O. It's a, it's a really great book. There's a combination of raw imagery and unflinching portrayals of urban life. So I really recommend the book. I'm not quite finished it yet, because I but I have many pages dog-eared. I really like like the way she um, she's not nostalgic at all. She's dealing a lot with urban stuff, and she unflinching about things like sex and bodily fluids. I mean, you've got you've got it all in there: piss, vomit, the whole gamut of things. And also, she's got a <laughs> uh, I guess a spiritual side uh, throughout the whole book is stuff to do with astrology and tarot, prayer, mystic stuff, and dreaming. Uh, Liz also is uh, someone who does uh, astrology and tarot. She's actually a tarot reader, so you can actually yeah. hire her to do that sort of stuff. So that's very interesting. Uh, another thing that I, um, whilst uh, whilst reading this book, I went up to the Book Thug site and um, through Chaos and Star, their music uh, label, yes. there were actually uh, uh, from her book, No Work is Finished Here, which is, um, I guess, uh, rewriting Andy Warhol's uh, AA, a novel, which Derek 
Bolia has also rewritten. So there are two tracks from that uh, called Deeper and Oracle. And, and there's music in the background with a band called Zeus, which is an indie rock band out of Toronto. And there's some interesting sound effects there. And the two pieces are quite good. I would say there's some echo to maybe some of the types of themes in The Truth is Told Better This Way. And yeah, it's a lot of fun voice effects. The music has a kind of a prog rock feel. So mm-hmm. uh, that's good. And I guess um, we d- as part of... Um, um, working with Liz in Experimento um, through Devil House, which is our prose imprint. Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, we have an interview interview series called Devil House 6, where we interview people about uh, the transgressive and creative work. And Liz took part in that, so I'll put the link up to that. But um, I asked a question about um, transgressive creative people who've inspired you, and uh, Liz names Lydia Lunch. And I just wanted to read this, because it works in, connection, in conjunction with The Truth is Told Better This Way, too. Uh, She's a woman who makes ugly music and guttural literature. It's still very subversive for women to make anything that is as ugly or raw. But Lydia Lunch has definitely broken a lot of ground in that way, and her career has been varied. She's really mastered the ability to bend genres and mix media while maintaining her voice and style and opinions no matter what it is she's doing. And I think Liz is doing that in this book and also in the... the, um, in some of the things she's done with other other work as well, she's got a, a, a history of Toronto's punk scene called "Treat Me Like oh, Dirt." Yeah. So she's, I like, I really like Liz. She's that kind of feisty person. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy knowing and spending time with. Uh, so that yeah, cool. that's what I I read. That's my current reading. Did you also read the latest issue of Ark, Room, and Valum? I okay, that was an ambitious plan on the agenda. <laughs> I started Ark's current issue, Canada. I think it's called Canada. We have issues. I started yeah, it. Um, right. I've, I've dog-eared about four. I've I've read about maybe four pages, and I've dog-eared four pages. So it's a good oh, sign. Go. I've I, there are there are poets in there I've never I've never encountered before. There's some great essays, but I, I can't say I've read it with any depth. Room and Valum is on. They're on the pile. I just I got them. I have these all of these magazines because I I, uh, I didn't entered, mean to guilt you <laughs> I entered contests that I did not win place or show but I got the, I got these nice cha- these lovely magazines no it's right. not I, I will re- I will flip through the, I, I mean my my thing the way I read literary publications is I tend to flip through mm-hmm. and I kind of go back over the things that sort of gave me a little poem shiver so it's kind yeah. of a combination of of uh, uh, lack of attention span and sudden interest so it's sort of yeah <laughs> Well, yeah. I'll save you. I, I read oh, some things. Um, one of the things, so I'd read this, I had skimmed through this book before, but I read it cover to cover a little before I went on vacation, and that is uh, Kate Hargreaves' Leak. And this is also from Book Thug. Yeah, apparently <laughs> Are they we're... paying us for this? Um, Not and, yet. Uh... <laughs> Maybe they'll send us some Lagavulin. Right. And um, <laughs> she's also, she's from Windsor. Um, she wrote us in Windsor anyway. Aha. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those books where I remember I was skimming through it, and because a lot of the stuff that I tend to read is very uh, narrative, and not that there's no narrative poems in here, but it was it was um, I didn't really immediately like click with, with something I read. But when I read back over it, um, there was a lot of there's a lot there. There was a lot there for me to sink my teeth into. It's a little experimental, which may be why it was hard for me initially to get into it. Um, Can one be a little experimental, or is this? Like... There's some experimental <laughs> poems, <laughs> I guess. Not the whole thing. Well, yeah, I guess it. I you guess can you, can. you can be a yeah, little yeah, experimental. Yeah. I don't know. It's a funny. And she has a. I've read her work now for a number of years, and she's always been good at the lists. She's there's a, a lot of list poems. Um, I had an example. I see. I, I did what you did, and I dog-eared too many pages, and uh, that can get um, counterproductive when you're when you're trying to find something because. That's true. I, I do more than that though. When I when I oh, actually have a, I also put a bookmark in if I if I. Have if I want to read from oh, something. Oh, you see, that's what tips, I was. Uh, tip, tips for podcast creators everywhere. You sh- I should have <laughs> put in. Okay, well, here let's give a, a one brief example of the list. Uh, one poem's called "How to Lock a Jaw." One, chew gum. Two, gnaw fingernails to stub tips. Raw pink and panging. Popcorn salt hangnails. Three, bite pen end. And it, and it goes on like that. There's there's nine. She's got some them. good sound sound in there. Yeah, I like that's that. That's another thing on my uh, talking points was uh, there's there a go. lot of good sound. There's a lot of good transitional sounds to you where you'll have um, the linkage will not necessarily be a narrative linkage, but it'll be a sound linkage. Ooh. And um, I like the sound of that. Oh God, I have I have examples somewhere. Um, but I, yeah, see, as I planned on having a few examples in my dog ears, but then I was like, oh, this is another good example of that. Oh, this is another good example of that. I'll just dog ear this one as well. I write all the stuff stuff like that in the front. As well, right. even even more right. even more messy and terrible. 
Anyway, I'll, I'll maybe I'll find one of them in a bit. But the other things that I want to talk about was again, there's um, there's these these Windsor mentions that um, always always bring me bring me home, uh, literally, and um, also some interesting um, a lot of talk about the body. Um, she has another book, um, Talking Derby, I believe is what it's called. Things What's from called? Black Sorry, Moss. Again? Talking Derby? Yeah, because she does roller derby. Oh, right. So okay. There's a lot of um, I got it body right. type poems. And Black Moss of... is also in Windsor, correct? Yes, yes oh, exactly. There you go. So um, the last poem in the in the, in the the book is called Insert Body Text, and it's all sort of a lot of bodily things starts out. This poem has legs, smooth shoulders, warms thigh, jeans fall off the bone. So there's, I don't know, I, I kind of, I kind of like that. It's, it's visceral. Um, I like the word visceral. Yes. Oh yeah. And there's like the Windsor things like the one poem's called One C Westbound, twelve forty-five a.m. One C is a, is a, is a bus route in, in Windsor. Um, that's the one I used to go to my old high school actually. And there's a lot of, um, she has like a, there's a lot of repetition too, which is cool. Um, but there's also a, a repetitious style and then she'll do like, um, a noun or a pronoun and then, and then a verb and she'll kind of play off that. So one poem's called peel. It starts, she peels, she peels a potato. She peels an apple and eats only the skin. She peels a 50% off sticker from the underside of her black patent leather pump. So when it kind of builds with yeah, that it accumulates, whole, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that and it, style. And it, and it reverses too, like it'll it'll build, and then the the lines will get um, shorter as well. So I don't know. There's Sounds a lot good. of there's a lot of cool stuff. The thing that struck me the most though was um, this sort of um, um, obsession with cleaning and like OCD type of thing. So there's one poem called Criteria, and it uh, goes one. Uh, uh, actions all and 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 it kind of um it, it builds it goes through like all the words will start with um, a falling letter of the alphabet and there's mm. a lot of repetition like that but it it, it really drove home this point of um when I, when I was younger, especially, I had a lot of um, compulsions and it, and it reminded me a lot it really brought me brought me to that of um with that repetition oh yeah it, it has um, a kind of a claustrophobic feel yeah, doesn't it, it, you... it kind of well and too when, it, when it's going through your mind it's like this this thing that's just like poking at you, poking at your head um, 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 to do, right? So they kind of uh, reminded me of that when there's the, these words that are just repeated over and over and over again, and it kind of builds. Um, you can kind of feel the tension. So, and I'll give one more example of, of that. There's a poem called October 9th, and I'll just read a little bit from it. Um, Contemplate taking a shower. Pace living room in a diamond pattern touching two of four walls on each pass. Sweep floors. Mop. Wipe up excess dust with electrostatic cloths. Change mop head. Remop. Rub out the streaks with a clean sock. Dig a good pen and fresh notebook out of the desk drawer. Underline the space for a title. Start a new page. Use a ruler. That's good. So anyway, yeah, it's a lot of like cleaning stuff and a lot of like very, I don't know. Short, there are short choppy yeah. kind of things as well, which is very compulsive feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of the... That's kind of the overwhelming feeling that I got reading reading through this was, um, and, it, and part of it would make me uncomfortable, made me uncomfortable, and I think that is a, a lot of times a sign of a effective, effective art, effective, effective literature is when yeah. you can, when you can feel that, and it um, it has it gives you an emotion. So yeah, it was uh, it was good, um, recommended. Leak by Kate Hargreaves. Putting these books on your Christmas list, I hope, yeah, for all your friends. From a, from a few years ago, from 2014, not, not too, too old. And um, another one, uh, I didn't I didn't read quite as intent, as intently, intensely. Either. Probably both were. Probably both. Um, but I got from my buddy when I was in Sweden, um, there's an English poet by the name of Lemon Sisse. I like the, the name. Yeah, the book's called Tender Fingers and a Clenched Fist. And I guess he's a spoken word poet, so his poems are meant to be read aloud. Um, and like, there's, I don't know, there's some, I think it's okay. I'm not, I'm not in love with the book or anything, but there's one poem in it that isn't really like his other poems, but, um, I, I liked it cause I, I don't know. It reminds me of these, of, of, of thoughts I've had to write uh, in the past. It's called, I don't know how to pronounce it. Wasita. It goes, was it a cafe window or a picture of a cafe window on a cafe wall? Or was it a picture of a cafe wall and a cafe window on a cafe wall? So this sort of like that another repetition, yeah, another yeah, type yeah. of repetition. But that one sounds a little bit more like a chant rather than sort of keeping things tight, you know, and sort of yep. feeling like it doesn't. It doesn't. At least that small part that you read doesn't 
it's a totally different feeling, but yet the, te the technique of repetition is used. So that's interesting. Yeah, and this one, I it, it um, got me more because it's also because it's like it's kind of philosophical. Is it is it the thing? Is it a picture of the thing? Is it what what is this thing that I'm just when you're describing something anyway? Right. I would pronounce the title as was it a because it's, that's what he says. Oh, was <laughs> I don't know, like what's that? I think you're probably yeah, right. Yeah, like I, not having read the poem myself. Well, the thing is, Kate, he doesn't have any spaces between was it. No, let's see. It's like was it a, was it a, was it a. You are pretty much certainly correct. I am. I, I think I am too. <laughs> That's okay. I, I just thought you might like to know that. It's probably not <laughs> yeah, but, Wasita. In case you read it aloud at a reading, you <laughs> no. know. And people are going to know. <laughs> maybe, it's my, uh, maybe it's my own uh, creative interpretation. Well, that's right. Maybe it's a ready-made, uh, a Duchamp-like <laughs> ready-made that uh, the poet can sign his name to as well. Very cool. Very Do you cool. have any other current reads? No, but I thought of a piece of news that I should have mentioned oh, earlier. Oh, what is it? Uh, the Archibald Lampman Award, Arcs Archibald, was won oh. by Stephen Brockwell for oh, his yeah. uh, his um, his book uh, from Mansfield Press and the title escapes me at the moment but it's a great book so and there was the Diabna Brebner was run one by Connie Clayton that's it that there, right? yes that's right so go. quite a few quite a few awards we, we've forgotten all about because well it's been six weeks since we've done the podcast so that's right so um well why don't we take a final break and then get back with uh things coming up in the future all right well we'll, we'll come back to you with the future All right. I guess we have a uh, future. I guess we're in the future now. We're going to talk about the future anyway. Another another time change. We've, yes, we've... another time change. So, yeah. So what is going uh, poetry-wise, here here are a few of the highlights. There are other things that are not on this list, and you should refer to bywords.ca, the calendar for events in Ottawa. Uh, I don't have anything on the list that's, um, well, in, in my upcoming events in Toronto or Montreal. But t for Toronto, you can sign up to the Apache Squirrel Listserv and find oh, cool. out about events like weekly. And uh, for Montreal, there's Where Poets Read. And also, of course, there's Facebook and Twitter right. and all that, all those things, and your friends and and relatives. So check those Maybe things. Maybe a out. newspaper. I don't know. Maybe they're not yeah, that keen not, on on literary yeah. events, are they? Scratch so. that. All right. Well, you could try. So we got we got a uh, Valum. Yeah. So we got for Valum here. Valum. Yeah. Valum magazine. Call for submissions. Oh, are we going to do 1. upcoming events? <laughs> oh shit! I skipped that, eh? Yeah, he skipped. All right. So that's a teaser. <laughs> For okay, call for submissions. Apparently. This is All right, please tell us about the give upcoming the, Give the man a little lag of wula and see what happens. You <laughs> see that? He skips a whole section. Okay, so coming up um, I, uh, on Tuesday the 14th, which I expect the, the podcast to be up by then, the tree reading series, uh, Christine McNair will be reading and also performing will be Rhombus 19, which is an Ottawa U um, English department um, initiative by uh, Professor Stacy, Professor Robert Stacy, or called Rhombus 19. So it's going to really? be sound what poetry. Is, how did you have any details about how you put it together? Or anything? Um, I think there were actually, what I remember earlier in the year, this year or perhaps last year, is there were rehearsals and they met regularly really? and they, they've already done, they did at least one performance at Happy Goat. Um, Interesting. So that's that's going to be a good night. And there's also I, the workshop is um, Manahill from Inwards is giving a workshop on multilingual poetry, which I might actually check out because I'm very cool. fascinated by that, too. So uh, I plan to be there for that. All being well. On November 15th, uh, the uh, Sawdust Reading Series at Bar Robo will have Mike Bluan and, and the winner of the poem off as picked by the last year's or last month's um, <laughs> featured reader, um, Shane Rhodes, is Avonlea Fotheringham. So that will really? be a, a great event. Um, coming up, there's other things going on in between, but I, what I have down is also the uh, pre-fair pre reading, reading, which is a pre-small press um, book fair reading uh, in Ottawa, and that will take place on November 24th. And I'm reading again with Natalie Hanna and Toronto uh, poet Hugh Thomas. So the three of us are reading. Cool. Um, I'm actually, uh, now we can talk about what I'm launching at that. Oh. That's right. We, we, we had great. the teaser before. Now we have to fulfill the promise of the teaser. What are you launching? Uh, I was fortunate to have a chapbook just published by, Mer by Shrieking Violet Press, which is Marilyn Irwin. And it's called Wintered. And it's the last, uh, I guess, the last part of um, uh, a two-year project I did called Grace. So it's it's the last section of that. And uh, that's about a three or four-minute um, 
reading. So I, I made something called Wintered Extended Play, which is additional poems. Mm -hmm. And also, the, so, but the chapbook is beautifully made as well. It's um, It's been hand sewn and it's got little snowflakes on it. So you should you should pick up the chapbook at the fair. The next day, the, the uh, Ottawa Small Press Book Fair is... Um, yeah, it will take place at the Jack Purcell Community Center on the second floor. It's free for um, people to come and, and uh, chat with uh, different uh, small press publishers and independent pub independent publishers as well. Uh, Angel House Press and Bywords share a table, so we'll be there, but there will be others. Inwards will be there, a uh, number of different presses. Of course, Shodier Books and Above Ground Press, because that's uh, the fair is run by Rob McLennan, who runs mm -hmm. both of those. But there will be a number of presses. I'm not sure about Toronto and Montreal. Montreal has Exposine, same weekend. Oh, okay. uh, also, Quebec Writers, um, there's another pop-up there. Toronto, though, has the week before, on the weekend before, the Meet the Press's Indie Literary Market. So if you're in Toronto, I've I, that should be on my wish list too actually we we were invited angel house press was invited but i just been to toronto i couldn't afford well i can't afford the time right now unfortunately but it's a great uh, fair mm -hmm. it's taking taking place at trinity st paul lots of lots of different publishers will be there as well and the last event that i have on my list for ottawa at least is um is taking place at the end of november uh, november the 29th inwards is having their regular reading with um a writer called No Awareness. Now I've heard of Noah before, but I always thought that was a pseudonym for someone I knew. So I think that might <laughs> well, not be the case. I guess you're going to find out. Yeah. So that's that's it. And then, then my well, on December third, there's um, oh yeah, coming up on December third. December third yes. at Block Squirrel Books, uh, Guillaume Morset is launching. Um, I think his book's called The Original Face. Okay. I forget what it's called. I think it's what it's called. And there's some other, um, Jessa Bebenek's going to be there and some uh, Metatron authors are going to be there for on December 3rd. Yeah, and I think Chris Johnson is also hosting that reading. He uh, yes. he hosted the one at, um, one with, uh, that we just went to at the Poor Boy. So he's getting a lot of, he's getting a lot of hosting action that lately. That is correct. So that's, that's interesting. And uh, happening this weekend in Toronto, I wish I was there, is the Naked, Naked Heart, the LGBTQ Festival of Words. It's got workshops and readings by people like Gwen Benaway, Billy Nickerson, Michael V. Smith, Amber Dawn, Kei Cheng Tom, and it's going on right now. It was founded in October of 2015. It's already the largest and most diverse LGBTQ. LGBTQ literary festival in the world and their vision is to establish a yearly Canadian LGBTQ literary festival that amplifies love, language and freedom, which is my kind of festival so uh, we used to have something in Ottawa called Transgress just for a couple of years through the Writers Festival, oh, yeah. which had the same sort of um, mission. Sort of idea, uh, mission and Marcus McCann was involved in it and it mm -hmm. was great so I wish again, I wish this would come back here we had something else called Wild About Sappho as well, which I hadn't been to because it was before my time, but we need more festivals like this here too or at least parts of festivals so mm -hmm. uh do you have any other event i have no other events i only have some calls for submissions and contests All right here we go with the calls for submissions so i, and I heard that valon magazine has a call for submissions uh 15.1 call called forgetting the That's deadline sort of is november perfect 15th. for us eh <laughs> <laughs> the deadline's coming up soon so check that out if yeah, you're interested november 15th so that's wednesday oh, yeah Right. And then we have another dysfunctional cancer poem anthology, uh, which is a deadline is November 30th. All of these are up on the bywords.ca site under the news, under calls and the other one contests. So you can go and find out actual detail there. And the links I think we'll, I'll put up on the, on the, on the podcast, uh, Angel House Press uh, News. Yeah. There's two you got for Prairie Fire here. One's a joint one, it looks like. Yeah, the first one is, um, oh yeah, the first one is Canadian Women and the Vote 1918 to 2018. The deadline is December 1st, 2017. So um, the second one is, yeah, joint with CV2, Call for Canadian Indigenous Writers. The deadline is December 15th as well. So uh, December 15th. Okay, yes. And the Puritans Literary uh, Suburbia Call for Subs is due uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, so that's a that's a themed call, which yes. uh, they they do have occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, inwards has a food issue. Yeah, that's kind and of exciting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. they've been they, since since the new group has started, they've been seen to be doing well. I guess they haven't had this; is only be their second yep. issue. So both the first travel and then food. 
So we'll see what happens next. Um, now, this is important. This is important to me. I I would like to um, bywords.ca really wants your Canadian poetry reviews of chapbooks and recent chapbooks and books. Uh, we pay seventy five dollars, and you can send pitches to me, Amanda at bywords.ca, and it's between five hundred and a thousand words. Right now, I have I have all of this year covered, but uh, it would be nice to have some new ones for next year. Mm -hmm. Especially of interest is of course work by women, people of color, indigenous writers, and people, you just books and chapbooks that don't get a lot of attention, uh, I think, and, and that you're really into, uh, that would be great. And uh, also, we're always looking for poetry. We have um, we have a monthly call and uh, current and former Bywords, uh, Bywords residents, no, Ottawa resident students and workers, and uh, the guidelines are all up on bywords.ca under guidelines, so uh, check that out. We pay $40 per poem published. I think you pay more than that. No, 40 for the poems and $75 for the reviews. Huh. We used to pay 35 and before okay, that, 30. It's, 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 it's escalated, okay. yes. Okay. As, as, as the cost of life goes up. We... And there's also some literary contests. That's right. There's uh, another prairie, well, prairie fires, uh, just rocking They're on it fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they got a annual writing contest deadline of November 30th. Yeah, and check that on the site. Uh, the League of Canadian Poets. Now, this is for young poets, grades 7 to 12. So, so if you, all you grade 7 to 12 <laughs> listening right now. Or maybe your parents who are listening, probably more like. So, yeah, the deadline for that is it's through the League of Canadian Poets. It's December 1st. So uh, they also have a, a national broadsheet contest for as adults. That deadline is also December 1st. And what happens is you you pay, I think, $15 if you're not a member as your entry fee and you send them a poem. And then uh, if it's published, it's 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 printed on lovely paper and done a beautiful design. So that's it. Cool. They also have the Sherry D. Wilson Golden Beret Award, which I think is for a spoken word artist. So that deadline is December 1st. And the City Ottawa, Ottawa Book Awards 2018 deadline for book submissions January 8th. Yeah, so if you ha if you if you had a book that you um, you uh, were had published in in 2017 and you you uh, live in Ottawa in that time, then you can uh, get your publisher to send that in. It's not for self-published stuff, alas. So that's it. And there's a book award that you won last year. Yes, the Tree Press Chapbook Award. The deadline is January 15th. So that and the. Um, um, all the information is will be uh, through Bywords, but also upon the Tree um, Tree Reading Series site as well. Mm -hmm. Summer Literary Seminars Contest. This is through uh, Matrix Magazine, I believe, and uh, the deadline is February twenty eighth. And you the, you get to go. I can't remember where it's. Sometimes it's Lithuania or other Ooh. places if you win. So it's a good one. Cool. And the last one through Matrix is the twenty eighteen Robert Croach Award for Innovative Poetry. The deadline for that is December 15th. It's got an entry fee, and, and that one, the judge is um, Joanna, uh, I can't remember how to pronounce her last name, uh, Skid Scrub. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Joanna, I'm, I'm wrecking your name, but I'm not seeing it here. So um, anyway, that that's always a good contest. I've I've been shortlisted uh, once for a manuscript alone and then once for a collaborative manuscript with Sandra Ridley. So cool. I'm trying again. I sent more. I sent another entry in. So there you go. Well, wish you, uh, wish you luck. Thank you very much. And um, have you are you entering any contests? Uh? Um, well, I see. I, um, I haven't been planning on doing it, but I also didn't have a, a, a whole list of them right in front of my face before just now. So uh, potentially, I, I will. There you go. And yeah. I, I'm always adding more for the uh, for bywords. I'm always adding more to the list every time I I find them. Either people send them to me. Publishers send them to me, or I simply find them through social media, and I put as many on. I tend to focus on the ones that are about poetry. Also, mm. under under the news on the Byword site, you can also find out about upcoming workshops. Like I think mm. Inwards actually has a workshop on how to publish coming up yes. uh, again. I think it might be the same on the, in the middle of. Um, it won't be the same one as last year because I'm not running it. No, this no, year. I, I mean the same date. I think it might be the 15th or something like <laughs> okay. that. So, but I'm not quite sure. So check the Byword's calendar and uh, find out everything you need. Yes. Any, any last, any parting words before we... Well, I think we should thank uh, people for listening and uh, those who share the link and a couple other people. Yeah, thanks to Charles Earl who uh, helps us with the processing of and sets us up so we know what we're doing. And thanks to Jennifer Peterson for the intros and the outros. And yeah, thanks to thanks to Aaron for uh, being here. And, and thanks, Amanda. There you go. I think that's it for the thanks. That's it. We'll see we you guys. We'll, we'll talk at you guys later. Okay. Thank you. Machine Talks with Amanda Earl and A.M. Kozak. <laughs>